Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. An awesome football Friday. Time to make some money. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarlane. In for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker. As always, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests via uh, appear via the Goodyear hotline, and that is where we are headed right now to welcome an ESPN betting analyst, ESPN Radio's Joe Fortenbaugh, who is here to help you make some money. Get out your pens. Joe, Chris, and Booger, what's up, dude? Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. We appreciate it. All right, Odell Beckham ends up with the Rams did that change the betting public's opinion at all of the Rams' chances to win a championship? Would depend on who you talk to there, because when we're talking about the betting public, some people very excited about the addition of another big weapon to the L.A. Rams offense. Some people see it as a, well, we remember Beckham for what he was, but we're not necessarily valuing him for what he currently is, which is a guy who hasn't produced a whole lot over the last few years. In Vegas's eyes, it means virtually nothing. The Rams were 8-1 to one to win the Super Bowl before, before signing Odell Beckham. They are currently 8-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. They're already a team that, in the eyes of many, has a very good shot of getting to the big game this year. So the one thing to keep in mind with this, and I know a lot of the Beckham naysayers will gravitate to that and say, see, he's not that good. He didn't move the line. Few people do. Outside of a star quarterback or a really big move that attracts a lot of wagers, you're not going to see a movement a movement in the futures market for a wide receiver changing teams, especially one who's had some issues in the locker room before, especially one whose production has dropped off dramatically over the last few years. So they opened eight, they were eight to one before he signed. They're still eight to one. And I would argue, Joe, that if, if we're worried about lines moving and Super Bowl odds moving, Von Miller makes a bigger impact than Odell Beckham. Did we see any movement when the Von Miller deal got consummated? Similar situation. No movement, but that doesn't mean it doesn't make an impact. And you make an excellent point there. What Miller can bring to a defense that, let's remember, last year was number one in the NFL in total scoring and total defense. This year has fallen off a bit now that defensive coordinator Brandon Staley's with the Chargers. This is still a very good defense, don't get me wrong. But when you're number one, it's going to be tough to maintain that year after year, and they have fallen off a bit. So, Booger, I see your point, and I agree with you. I think the Miller signing was more impactful for this team long term. But again, when it's the non-quarterback positions we're talking about, rarely does it have a dramatic effect when it comes to futures or point spreads. ESPN betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh joining us on the Goodyear hotline here on Green A, making plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. All right, Joe, the Browns without Beckham this past week went out and got back in the win column. They took care of the Bengals on the road. So they've got the Patriots this week. Uh, where is the public siding here, Browns-Patriots? This is a fascinating one because New England opened as a three-point favorite. They're at home. They're taking on Cleveland. New England's been hot. They've won four of five. They got a big road win at Los Angeles against the Chargers a couple weeks ago. Defense really seems to be settling in. Browns have been up and down, but they get the big win over Cincinnati last week, and it's Cleveland money early in the week moving the spread from New England minus three to minus two and a half. Now, that only looks like a half-point move, but it's really significant when you're moving off the number three. Three is the most important number in football betting because more games end on a differential of three than any other differential. 24-21, 
31-28. You get the example there. So ultimately, when you see a move like that, it's relatively significant. The money has been on the Browns. You're going to be without Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's going to be tough to get that running game going. And with Belichick's defensive background going up against a banged-up Baker Mayfield, I wonder how much the Cleveland offense can get going here. Conversely, how much do we trust New England? They look terrible early in the season, but they have won four or five, and that one loss was a great matchup that went to overtime against the very good Dallas Cowboys team. I would be looking to the under here. It's sitting around 45 and a half. Based on the pace that Cleveland wants to play at, the defense that New England's been playing as of late, and Mac Jones going up against Miles Garrett and company, I think this is going to be a lower scoring game rather than a higher scoring game. And similar question, Packers hosting the Seahawks. you got two quarterbacks that are uh, supposed to play, both of them coming off uh, a week in which they didn't play. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers with the COVID issue, Russell Wilson coming back from finger surgery. Uh, how are Vegas or how is Vegas viewing these two uh, quarterbacks and their uncertainty? So this has been a fascinating one. Green Bay opened as a five-point favorite against Seattle, and then a couple things happened. We started hearing, one, that Russell Wilson was getting close to 100% he might play, and then we also heard Aaron Rodgers talking about the fact that he wasn't a sure thing to go on Sunday because he was battling some symptoms from COVID. He had to get out. He had to work a little bit. He had to see how he felt. So we watched that point spread go from Green Bay minus five down to Green Bay minus three, and there it sat for a little while as everyone waited to see what was going to happen. And if you liked Green Bay, that was the time to buy because now it's come back up. It's Green Bay minus three and a half. So you got to ask yourself, where do you want to side here? Neither player has been 100% confirmed to play this weekend, at least that I know of of this current moment. But it looks like both should go because I don't think Green Bay is going to go from three to three and a half if Rodgers isn't going to play. Seattle is off the bye, but playing Green Bay, especially at Lambeau, has been a bad, bad spot for them when it comes to covering the spread. I think there's something like 0-6-1 against the spread in their last seven at Lambeau Field. And then you got to wonder how much you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers in this game. So this is a fascinating one to watch. If you can find a three out there, Green Bay's probably your side. ESPN's Joe Fortenbaugh, betting analyst and, of course, host of Countdown to Kickoff on ESPN Radio. Cross-country mortgage dedicated to our nation's heroes. Thank you, veterans and those on active duty. Their team of over 200 CCM vets dedicated to helping you close. Cross-country mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. All right, Joe, favorite NFL bet this week. Nothing sexy here, boys, but it's going to be the Broncos and the Eagles going under 45 and a half total points. Mm. Two defenses that are underrated from at least a statistical standpoint. You look at Denver this season in Philadelphia. They're both top 10 in opponent yards per play. Denver's actually the number two scoring defense in the NFL, and they're off that huge win against Dallas last week. It wouldn't surprise me if they were a bit flat to open this game against Philly. Now, Philly is a top-five team when it comes to limiting explosive plays. Plays of 20 or more yards this season, Philadelphia ranks in the top five in terms of limiting that. So that's exactly what you want to see for an under, right? You don't want big plays, big chunk plays. You want teams that if they're going to score, they have to drive on you methodically, eating up the clock. And that's what Denver does for the most part. I believe they rank 29th in the NFL in pace. They're not exactly snapping the ball very quickly when they get to the line of scrimmage. That's also beneficial to an under. So my favorite bet of the week is going to be Denver-Philadelphia under 45 and a half points. And what's your favorite college football bet of the week? 
San Diego State stands out to me, but it's now up to three. I am going to play San Diego State over Nevada. That's a late game Saturday if you're looking to double down your winnings. We don't say chase our losses. We operate with a positive (laughs) mindset as if we're going to be winning earlier in the day. My favorite's going to be Baylor and Oklahoma going over 62 total points. Ever since Oklahoma transitioned at quarterback from Spencer Rattler to Caleb Williams, the offense has been on fire. Those four games, they're averaging 48 points per game. But at the same time, the defense has gone off a cliff in those four games, giving up 31 points per game. Now, on the flip side, we see Baylor, head coach Dave Aranda, great defensive mind coming over from LSU. He's got this team playing very good offense as well. All right, few people have realized they're a top 20 scoring outfit this year, averaging 36 points per game. And Baylor coming off that TCU loss is going to be out for it in this one. They're going to be hungry. These two teams, I I think it's a shootout. Shootout in Waco on Saturday. Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma, over 62 total points. You know, Joe, you should just rename the Big 12 over. That's it. Just call it over, and everybody wins. You know what's crazy what about that, Chris? Yeah. That for, for like the last 20 years, that's what we've known about this conference. And then this year, these guys showed up and started playing some defense. Like Baylor, <laughs> Oklahoma. It's like, Booger, you've seen it too. Oklahoma State. Some of these teams have been playing fabulous defense. It's got me all twisted up like a pretzel trying to figure out how to handicap some of this stuff. <laughs> awesome stuff, Joe. We appreciate it, man. Good luck this weekend. Love it, boys. Thanks for having me. Good luck. ESPN yep. betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh with us. And Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I feel like maybe... We were starting to get into a groove on our weekend preview, and we need to get back to that. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. We're doing that next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio, celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day. Kirby Smart, Georgia head football coach. Thinking about Veterans Day, I think about my two grandparents that served our country and uh, meant so much uh, to me and and especially my parents. Um, But the veterans all across the country, the commitment and sacrifice they've given to uh, our country so that we can play this great game and that um, each of us get to uh, walk around freely is very special and should never go unnoticed. Celebrating veterans, past and present, on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let us get back to previewing the weekend in the NFL. What's up first? Saints and Titans. 
You know, Booger, I'm interested in this game because I I look at the Titans' offensive output last week. They did a great job against the Rams. Absolutely great job. Stafford looked lost. Are they still going to be able to maintain that level of play when they don't have Derrick Henry on the field? Well, here's the thing that I would say is is that they have Adrian Peterson, and no, he's not Derrick Henry, but what he is is a guy that can attract your attention. And so what does that do? That's going to bring that safety down into the box. It's going to create one-on-one situations outside with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and and that's really all they want. You heard head coach Mike Vrabel, who I think is a a candidate and should be the head coach coach of the year right now. You heard him talk about we're not going to change our style. We're going to continue to be a physical football team. And if their defense continues to play the way they're playing and that physical style, and you look at Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry and Bud Dupree and Kevin Byard, who's threw his name into the defensive player of the year conversation, yeah, I think they can continue. And will they miss Derrick Henry's presence and and his statistics? Absolutely. But I do think the attention that Adrian Peterson can draw will allow them to play the same way. The Saints are a very good defensive team. They're only giving up 19 points a game. But, Booger, that's not going to be enough this year. When Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill are the guys, that's not going to be enough. I don't care that they're 5-3. and three. Well, I mean, that's that's you. Uh, I, I personally think that the defense is really good, and if they don't turn the football over, that Trevor Simeon can be – adequate especially if Alvin Kamara is healthy and they can run the football that's all yet to be seen but I do think the Saints have a top five defense in football and if your defense is that good you're going to be in every game and I think Trevor Simeon can make a play or two here where they're going to win more games than you think they would without Jameis Winston all right next Vikings and Chargers we talk about this uh, quite a bit the Vikings just have an incredible ability to disappoint you at any moment and I feel like every time they give you a little bit of life or show you that there's a reason to believe in them, they turn around and disappoint you again. They are like the, the prepackaged sandwich of NFL teams. So capable of disappointing Ooh. you at any moment. First of all, who in the hell eats prepackaged sandwiches? Any port in a storm sometimes. You've never been traveling and there's no other options? Listen, there's always what we call light bread, peanut butter, and jelly. I'll make mm. my own sandwich. Okay. okay. I don't need a prepackaged uh, trust piece me, of turkey that's been in there for a month. It's not option one, two, three, four, or five for me. All I'm saying is when I've had to go to it, it's just going to disappoint you. Why do you think that is about the Vikings, though? What's the? I mean, because some people are sour on Kirk Cousins. Some people think Zimmer can't get it done. We've seen the kicking issues. Why do you think Minnesota disappoints? I think it's Kirk Cousins. I think it's primarily him. I don't think that – when you look at him at the end of the year and you look at the stats and you think, wait, why weren't they better? You know, why weren't they getting it done more often? I just – I think in crucial times, he's not the guy – that I want leading a football team. He does not feel like a great leader to me. And frankly, I like Mike Zimmer a lot. I'm disappointed with what has transpired with this team the last few years in particular, and some of it's got to be on him. Yeah, I just wonder where they go from here. Yeah, Um, It it just seems like they're always good enough to get you eight or nine wins, maybe ten, but they're never good enough to kind of take that next step where they play – in the divisional round or even championship weekend. It's like they're kind of 
they're in purgatory in the NFL, which is they're never bad, but they're never good enough to win it all. Worst and, place and, to be. Well, exactly. I think that's where they are. I, I just wonder how long the Will family will continue to allow Zim to lead the ship. Uh, I love Zim. Zim is a defensive guy. You know I love defense. So we'll see where they go. Uh, Kirk Cousins, quiet as he's kept, statistically is having one of his best seasons. So let's not um, let's not leave this game without giving Kirk Cousins his flowers because he's been doing an outstanding job. I love the Chargers this, this season and – Frankly, the fact that they haven't been able to run, uh, stop the run rather, has been very disappointing. We heard Nink talk about that earlier. Yes, I I would agree with Nink, um, although sometimes we disagree. He and I are sharing a brain on that one. All right, next. Seahawks and Packers. Russell Wilson is going to be back, and Aaron Rodgers said there is, quote, a small possibility of him not playing on Sunday, but obviously he's still in COVID protocol. Um, the Seahawks schedule after this week, yes, they're three and five. It's not terrible. Like we were discussing yesterday, the teams that are 500 or worse that could make the playoffs, I put the Seahawks at the top of that list because of that schedule. They do have the Cardinals twice, but I still think they would have a shot. Yeah, I think they got a shot as long as Russell Wilson comes back and he's healthy. Mm. Uh, but he's going to have to play out of his mind in this game. I'm still going to lean toward uh, toward the Packers, though, man, because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and he's going to be scorched earth. He still ticked at media members like yourself who doubted him and said that he was lying. So don't think he doesn't have receipts of that Chris Carlin. So mm. I think he's going to come back and show America, hey, listen, I am that dude. I've always been that dude, and I will continue to be that dude, regardless of how you think I misled you. Regardless of what you feel about my thoughts about COVID, uh, I'm immunized, I'm back, and I'm better than ever, baby. Shout out, Greeny. The only thing I would say is I got receipts of him actually lying if he has receipts of us saying that he was lying. Because he actually lied. That happened. That happened. Okay. Well, you may have have thought it happened, but some of us thought he just kind of... um, Mm, Picked his words carefully. He was probably smarter than he thought he was. (laughs) Let's do it next. Chiefs and Raiders. All right, Chiefs. Booger, I I just don't know what to make of them. I I honestly, um, even in their wins, they haven't been terribly impressive. When you watch Patrick Mahomes, do you think something's wrong? Meaning, like, do you think physically something might be wrong? I don't think anything's physically wrong. I mean, I, I, throw, I saw him roll to the right and off of one foot throw it 60 yards. So, I mean, you can't do that if anything's wrong. I, I just think, man, it's, it's one of those times, man. Like, he, he is used to living in, in an era um, where we call him and we still call him the most talented player in the game. And we expect certain things from him. And when we don't get those things, it's amazing how we portray it. I still think he's very good. Um, the Chiefs are struggling. They can't run the football. Their defense can't stop the run. And Patrick Mahomes has to bail them out a lot. And so I think that's what you wind up getting is a quarterback that's trying to do too much. And those bad habits have crept in. And now they've turned into habits. And you know as well as I know. Like you're, you, you seem to be a guy who late at night, grabs a pack of Oreos and just pounds a whole roll when you set out to eat two, that's mm. a bad habit. 
and it's hard to break. And I think Patrick Mahomes has some habits like that right now. It is a horrible habit, and it is very difficult to break, and you pretty much nailed it right on the head there. And on the flip side, you've got the Raiders, who just they've had so many things this season go wrong. Do you feel like this is going to fall apart on the Raiders, or do they have the wherewithal to navigate through this? Because maybe I'm being a little too skeptical. I think this is an awful lot that they have dealt with this year. They've dealt with a lot, but the guy that's in charge right now, Rich Basaccia, um, he's a man's man. Uh, If I were ever to go in the foxhole, I want him with me. So I know him. I know him well. Uh, I think he has done an outstanding job, and he will continue to do an outstanding job. Um, they just got to make sure that their defense and their defensive line specifically continues to play at a high level. Max Crosby, quiet as is kept, is having his best season. Defensive player of the year type stuff. Uh, like He's been really, really good. And Derek Carr has been outstanding. And if they can continue to just focus, of what's, focus on the field and not let the things off the field distract them, I think they're going to be fine. I think the Raiders are a playoff team. And what a... What an accomplishment that will be for Rich Passaccia, an interim coach who took on when John Gruden basically got fired, Henry Ruggs and his situation, uh, Damon Arnett, um, and what's going on with him. And all those things to take that team to the playoffs, you telling me that wouldn't be an accomplishment? I think it happens. I think it would be a tremendous accomplishment, and they should immediately remove the interim tag if that happens, considering everything that's gone on. That would be a fantastic development for the Raiders this year. It's Chris Carlin, Booger McFarlane, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Up next, Bubba and who you got is coming up. And who are you betting on in the AFC if you have to take a team? And from the looks of things, that's pretty much how you'd have to select it. Somebody telling you you'd had to select someone. We will discuss, and what's more wide open, the AFC or the NFC? It's all on the way. Greeny on ESPN Radio and your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Previously on Greeny. The answer to the question, who is your quarterback? The long-term quarterback decision is Zach Wilson. That's it. That's the answer to the question. Zach is hurt. Mike White will play. When Zach is healthy, he's my quarterback again. That's the answer to the question. You don't have to mean it. You just have to say it. When Rob Nakovich this morning on Get Up picked the Jets to win with Mike White 
over the Buffalo Bills, I thought Greeny was going to reach across the desk and go after him. Like, he, he <laughs> thinks that's like the worst thing that could ever happen, Booger, is that they win that game with Mike White and they have created themselves a problem at that point. Well, I don't know if they've created a problem. It's I agree. Never, it's never a bad thing to win a game. I, I, I do think what they do, like if Mike White goes out again and throws for 400, then what they've really done is delay the inevitable, which is Zach Wilson taking over the starting quarterback job and it being his for the next 10 years. Um, if you're looking at it that way, then, okay, maybe there's nothing wrong with just kind of hanging out a little bit and let's see what the Mike White experience delivers. I am with you 100% on that. It was Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. And to finish the thought there, it doesn't feel like a terrible problem to have at the end of the year if Mike White has played well and won some games, all right, maybe you've delayed the development. But at the same time, there have been plenty of quarterbacks over the years that did benefit from sitting and watching for a while. Let me throw this out at you uh, because I think here's what people are thinking, and they probably won't say it, and it's in the back of their mind. What if? What if Mike White goes out and not just has a one game where he throws for 400, not just has two games where he looks competent, Let's just say he puts together a five, six, seven-game stretch where the Jets are, um, I mean, four and two, five and one, and Mike White is lighting it up. Then what do you do, Chris Carlin? If it's me, I am looking at the situation at the end of the year, and if I'm Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, okay, is this the next Kurt Warner or is this the next Rob Johnson? Is it one of those guys? Is it the next Matt Flynn? And... If I truly feel like it's the next Kurt Warner, and I better be damn sure of it, then we have the discussion. If I have any doubt about it whatsoever, maybe I try to find somebody else that is willing to give me a couple of picks for him. But I wouldn't keep him beyond this year. I would not keep both of them beyond this year because I think that would lend itself to a bad situation in the future. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. But if, if they get to the end of this season and it's like, hey, Zach Wilson, quarterback of the future, hasn't looked great. What about Mike White? Mike White's been really, really good. Then I think you would set yourself for, uh, up for a situation where you may be second-guessed. And if you're an organization, that's not something you want, man. Like, you drafted Zach Wilson. He's supposed to be the taste of the town. He's the future of the franchise. Um, you know, you would think that at some point you would turn it over to him and never look back. I just think the longer Mike White plays, the more you open yourself up to just what if. What if Mike White is Kurt Warner? Mm. Then what? Now a lot of people got to answer a lot of questions. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Boy, you watch a game like last night, and I, I did think at the time, well, this has to be a product of Thursday night football and a shorter week and going on the road the Ravens were not very good at all down in Miami. But it it does lead to the bigger question when you look at the AFC, Booger. Is there a team that really stands out above the fray in the AFC, or is this completely wide open in that we have no clue who really could emerge from the AFC at this point? Well, I, I think it's wide open. Um, Tennessee... Baltimore, the Chargers when Herbert's playing well, Buffalo. 
Uh, I think those are all the, all the usual suspects. Kansas City, we, we, I think everyone has an eye on them just to see if they're going to turn it around and look like the Kansas City that we're used to seeing. So, yeah, you're right. I think you put four or five teams in a bowl and you say whichever one of those teams is the healthiest and plays their best football on that given Sunday, they can win. And that being the case, that speaks volumes to me, not just about the Chiefs and what they've done this year, but about the Bills. You know, look, they lost a terrible game this past week. There's there's no getting around that. I fully expect them to kick it into gear, but that that phrase, that that ideology, so to speak, always scares me that I'm sitting and waiting for a team like that to kick it into gear. You know, Booger, maybe I'm naive at this, okay? Usually but, you are. Okay. But after what happened last year and how close they came, don't you want to be that team that is uber-talented like the Bills and comes back with the edge and with one mission in mind? Because it doesn't yeah, feel like I we've mean, seen that team. Yeah, you, you would love to be that team. Listen, I played on the team in Tampa where we knocked on the door and knocked on the door, and then finally Gruden came in, gave our offense some semblance of hope, and we knocked the door down. So you always want to be that team because it gives you confidence that you're doing the right thing and you're – on the right track, but it doesn't always have to be that way. It doesn't always have to be the team that's building and building and building. Now, Buffalo's taking that model where they've kind of gotten one step and then the next step. Now, Buffalo's at a point where it's Super Bowl or bust. Like, I I think they are at a point right now where not that they aren't going to be around for the next four or five years, but they are at the next step, and the next step is Super Bowl. So it's it, it's literally Super Bowl, or we come back next year, and the aspirations are Super Bowl again. So that's what I mean when I say Super Bowl or bust. It's so funny because as we look at the AFC, it's not going to surprise me if five or six teams could come out of the AFC because none of them feel great at the moment. But we flipped over to the NFC, Booger. And it feels like I'm not going to be surprised if four or five teams go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, but it's really more to do with the fact that they're really good teams. Yeah, I I would tend to agree with you. I think there's some really, really good football teams out there. Um, I think there's probably, if you look at four or five from the AFC, definitely five from the NFC, uh, I, I think you have 10 to 11 teams that are worthy and we could see winning it all. And then I think you're going to get two or three on the back end that are going to comprise the 14 that we take to the dance. And, you know, those two or three on the back end have just as good a shot as the number one seed, uh, whoever's playing well. Let's not forget, Tampa didn't have a bye last year. Tampa won three games, got to the Super Bowl, and they never looked back. So you just want to be playing well. A lot of people put a lot of stock in the bye, and I get it. It's very, very uh, it, it's very easy to do that. It, it, it's easier when you don't have to play a game and you can advance rather than having to win a game. But if you're playing well, I think a lot of teams would rather be playing well and healthy rather than be banged up and have a bye. Like I, I would really, it really doesn't bother me having to play wild card weekend, especially if my team is healthy, we're ready to go and we're playing well, bring them on. Whoever, whoever shows up, I'll be ready to play. Beginning of the year, I said Bills, Bucks in the Super Bowl. And if I had to change it or alter it just a bit, the only thing I would do would say maybe the Rams get there instead. What about you? I would right now, if, if you gave me four, I couldn't pick two right now because it's so wide open. If you gave mm. me two on the AFC side, I would take Bills and Titans on the AFC side. If you gave me two on the NFC side, 
I would take Buccaneers and Rams. Okay, it is Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus on your smart speaker as well. And it is the time that America waits for anxiously each and every week. It is time to hear from Bubba with Who You Got. Life is a series of choices. Who You Got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who You Got? Yep. Mm-hmm. What's up? Who you got? Brought to you by Granger. Let's go. We'll do some NFL games, some college games. Have some fun. Let's get some quick answers here. Move it quickly. Sunday. Look at you trying to take control. Yeah, quiet down. <laughs> Eagles, Broncos. So the Broncos, they think they're cool. They're coming off their win over Dallas. It's Denver minus two and a half. Who you got in this one? I will take the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think either of these teams is particularly good. They obviously both have some quarterback issues. This could be a 9-6 game. Like, we almost saw it last night. This feels like it could absolutely be a 9-6 game, Booger, with two, with one de- really good defense and one better-than-people-think defense. Yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. Um, I, I just think it's, you know, Teddy Bridgewater understands how to manage a game really well. And I think Denver's defense is playing well, especially after what they did to Dallas. I like the Broncos in this one. All right, Panthers at Cardinals. And the Panthers just signed Cam Newton, but we assume it's going to be P.J. Walker. This one's on ESPN Radio on Sunday. And this one's Arizona minus 10.5. Who you got in this one? Yeah, it is going to be P.J. Walker. I, I think the Cardinals will roll in this game. I, I know the Panthers are 4-5. and five. The whole Cam Newton thing, we haven't discussed a whole lot today. I, I guess I feel like it's just going to be a nice way for him to wrap up the career. I don't think there's a whole lot left there when he actually comes back. As far as the game itself, I, I think the Cardinals will be disruptive enough defensively and will make – more than enough plays offensively, even though, as you pointed out very astutely yesterday, that Carolina defense is for real. Yeah, the Carolina defense is for real. They'll keep them in the ball game. Um, I like Walker. I don't love him, and that's why I'm very hesitant to pick the Panthers. Uh, if Cam Newton were playing, I would probably pick the Panthers, but he's not. So I'm going to lean toward the Cardinals. I'll take them, uh, especially if the little man with the big arm is healthy. All right, Bills, Jets, and as we were just talking about, Mike White getting the start again. This one, it's Buffalo minus 12. Big number here. Who you got here? I think the clock strikes midnight on Cinderella. I'll take the Bills in this game. The Bills have to be angry after what happened last week. They have to be ticked off. And they do have the number one defense in the league, Booger. I I want to believe in the fairy tale that can be Mike White. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I want to believe in that fairy tale also, but I'm not going to. So I'm going to take the Bills. Uh, Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, Brian Dayball, they'll have this team ready to go. Bills by a lot. All right, before we get to some college games, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Chris, but Tuesday was National Louisiana Day. So we oh, got to talk to Booger right. about this, and we got to ask him a few questions. Booger, who you got as your favorite thing growing up in Louisiana? We got to know favorite food from Louisiana, favorite thing to do in Louisiana. Educate us a little bit about Louisiana. I've never been there, so tell us a little about it. So, Bubba, you would love this. Louisiana is a very rural state. 
Uh, much like Florida, people look at one city and try to understand what Louisiana is about. People think New Orleans says everything. New Orleans is a tourist city, very similar to Orlando and Florida. Uh, my favorite food to eat in Louisiana is catfish. Uh, I grew up around a, an area where we raised catfish. You want to get the catfish about a pound and a half to two pounds. You chop his head off, you skin him, you fillet him, and you put him in a, a light batter of cornmeal, salt, pepper, a little mustard on it, and drop him in some hot grease bubba. And I tell you, wow, my goodness. Uh, favorite thing to do in Louisiana? Uh, probably it's a combination. For me, it's play golf. Uh, other people would probably say hunting. Hunting what, you may ask? Well, whatever we can find. Squirrel, deer, <laughs> rabbit, anything. We just like hunting things in Louisiana. Um, and a lot of people live off the land. So, you know, you raise cotton, you raise soybeans, you raise corn, all these different things. So Louisiana is a, is a, is a really, really cool state. Good southern people. Uh, they'll give you the shirt off their back, especially now that you don't have hair on your back, Bubba. Mm. Perfect. Chris, have you been to Louisiana? I assume you have. Yeah, I've been to New Orleans a couple of times. As as Booger said, it is obviously a major, major tourist destination. Uh, it's a lovely place from all that I've seen. My only problem is, Booger, I would not last 20 minutes there with the humidity. I, I would just be a, a pile of goo on the sidewalk with as hot as it could be in Louisiana. Yeah, let's try not to be that soft, buddy. I mean, humidity <laughs> is like Oh, it's he's just so old. You got to remember, he's just so old. I take it yeah. back. I've been to Baton Rouge too. I've been to LSU, and well, that's I'm, great. Yeah, LSU's great, but yeah. I, back to you though. Let's not listen. It's it's one thing to be like 70, let's not act 70. It's not acting 70. They would want it to be hotter in theory. I'm just more talking from a personal structural standpoint i'm a little bit larger i've never heard it put that way i've never heard someone <laughs> call themselves fat without calling themselves fat i can do it all day long brother <laughs> anyways who you got brought to you by granger with supplies and solutions for every industry granger is always there to help call clickranger.com or just stop by let's get a couple college games in there Number 19, Purdue, at number 4, Ohio State, 3.30 Saturday on ABC. This one's got Ohio State minus 21. Who you got? Uh, look, I think it'll be closer than 21 points. Uh, Purdue has done a great job. They, I mean, they beat the number 2 and number 3 teams in the country, one of which on the road with uh, Iowa at one point. So I, I think Purdue is going to keep this closer than three touchdowns, but it's going to be an Ohio State win. Yeah, Purdue's quarterback threw for like 500 gazillion yards last week. I think he'll throw for a lot of yards against that Ohio State defense who gives up big plays. But I, like you, like the Buckeyes. All right, and then the other big game in the Big Ten, Rutgers at Indiana, 12 yes. o'clock. Indiana minus seven. Who you got here? Uh, I would take the points. Uh, I love the Scarlet Knights tomorrow, and not just because I call the games for them. I'd flip a coin and go to bed and sleep comfortably. You're such a hater. You're such a hater. I'm just saying, that's what I do. I flip a coin and go to bed. Look, you're going to miss a good game. That will be a good game, my friend. Noon, I can count on you listening. Get right to your smart speaker. I'm sure you'll be there. Booger, good as always, brother. Always, buddy. Enjoyed it. All week long, it has been a lot of fun. Chris Carlin and Greeny. Uh, Chris Carlin in for Greeny along with Booger on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus.
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.